This is Liz Lawless, the host of Creative Passions Results Podcast, and this is episode 23. So today we're going to be talking with author Tricia Shimoni, who has a new book called The Gray Divorce Revolution, Naked and Unafraid, Seven Steps to Heal a Broken Heart. Hi, Tricia. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to the show. So wherever you're listening at, uh, we're glad to welcome you today. Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate you spending the time to be with me today. Yeah, this is going to be great fun. So um, tell our listeners, we always kind of start with a little bit of backstory. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then um, how you came to write this book and why this is so important to you. Okay, well, that's a great question and I'll spend a bit of time on it. I will try and give the Reader's Digest version right. of uh, exactly how this <laughs> came to be. Um, uh, as it says in the book, I did grow up with four siblings. I had two younger brothers and two older sisters. Uh -huh. And um, my first brother lost his life to heroin, unfortunately. He was 38 years old. And um, I swore that when... Um, this happened that I would uh, do something to help other families who had lost a family member. Uh -huh. But um, unfortunately, Liz, you know how it goes, life happens. Yeah. Um, after I had lost my grief, um, there was quite some time that had followed. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to really follow through on what I believed that I was going to do. Um, but sadly, when I lost my youngest brother to um, at the hands of a police, uh, I decided that I really was going to do something. Um, he unfortunately was killed um, because the police were not able to aid a person in a bipolar episode. Right, and, um, right. I, at that point, decided that I was going to do something. I became a board member of a local chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh -huh. uh, I was a spokesperson for them, raised a tremendous amount of money for the chapter, and uh, raised quite a bit, bit of awareness in the community as well. Right, um, and right. actually, um, it was a labor of love, and I spent a fair amount of time doing that, and I felt like um, I really could do some more. Right, right. And so my next opportunity to actually do something to help change the lives and minds of people was when I started to attend a course in divorce. Mm -hmm. um, Right after I had told my husband that I had filed for divorce, I decided that I was going to go and ferret out some things that might be able to be of helpfulness to me as I was moving forward in the process. Right. So, and that's why, is that, that's why the uh, book's called The Great Divorce Revolution, right? Yes, well, um, the gray divorces are, it was coined by AARP, gray divorce. Uh -huh. Actually, it's anyone over the age of 50 that is in the process of either separating or divorcing. Uh -huh. And um, there were many people in that meeting that were um, below the age of 50, but there were a few of us, uh, probably four or five of us that were over the age of um, 50. 
And um, I learned quite a bit of things from there, actually. Uh, and I started picking up, oddly enough, and, and this was even before I decided to write the book, I started picking up words um, and I'd write them down. And then I would listen to people's sentences and I'd write them down. Right. And um, many of the times I would sit there and ponder what I could do to be of helpfulness because, you know, many of the times we sat there and we were talking and they were laughing, but unfortunately they were also crying. Right. And right. there were lots of tears shed and shared those Monday evenings. Right, right. And uh, as I started to write, Liz, I realized that um, there might be something I can do. And my original thought, quite honestly, was to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had hoped to do earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. I had hired a coach. I was planning on, uh, and I got all the equipment. I was planning on setting up the podcast. And when we were talking, he said to me um, that if I could write a book, it would give me a tremendous amount of credibility. And I laughed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we write a book, all right. Uh, exactly. I'm uh, taking, I'm uh, just taking notes over here. I'm just writing down words here and there, little phrases that come exactly, to mind. Exactly, Liz. <laughs> funny. So, Shortly after that, though, when he did mention to me uh, about a book, I put on the internet um, through some friends. Of course, I found you. Mm -hmm. And um, when we started working together, I had sent you sort of parts and pieces of things. And one thing that you said to me really struck me and stuck out. And honestly, every time that I swore that I couldn't do this, I heard your words in my ears <laughs> and you said to me everyone everyone has a book in them and so you know I started looking at it and yeah there's lots of people that have a book in them but they never finish their books there's a small percentage of people like myself right. who are not authors and professional book writers that right. start a book yeah but never finish it Right. And I can tell you how many of my friends said to me, I know that you have the determination of an ox. Right. <laughs> but I never realized that you were so determined to write this book that you wrote it that you finished it, that you published, that it's out there. Right, and you actually did the top it. top 10, and yeah. I actually did this. And there right. are times where I'm surprised to myself as well. Right, right. But I think that also the journey was really fabulous because all too often, I think what happens in our lives is that we get so caught up in our destination. Right. That yeah. We don't really enjoy our journey right and if we don't enjoy our journey we don't take the time to realize that there really is a beautiful journey here right right one of the things that i realized from this whole thing is that it was rather cathartic for me because it was at a time where i was hurting tremendously mm -hmm. and um 
I felt like it was good that I got it out of me and I was able to put it on paper. As you very well know, um, the book is jump-started by my first story. And it is a true story. It's a story not only of my um, one and only marriage and how it started and ended, but also of, um, well, it was a rebound relationship. It was a twin flame relationship. And in addition to that, it was with a man that I fell very much in love with who was a cheater. Right. And so um, the, the book is really a, a way of being able to say that to a great degree, we create the world that we live in. Right, um, right. And or more than we know, more than we know, probably. Now, there are other we are affected by circumstances and people that come in and out of our lives and situations. And sometimes, you know, a situation is forced upon us that we don't really do. But there are a lot of times when the choices that we make lead to a certain place, you know, and and a lot of times those choices are unconscious. But uh but yeah, that's right. Yes, very much un that. unconscious. And I have come to find out that um, most of us at one time or another, and unfortunately, sometimes throughout our entire lives, we make choices very unconsciously. Yeah. And if we were clear about the choices that we made, we can actually write a very beautiful story. But unfortunately, because we don't do that, we typically go through our lives and at the end of our lives, um, and this is yet another chapter, as you very well know in the book, um, we end up sitting on our deathbeds with a load of regrets. Right. And um, that was something that really struck me also. And another very good reason why I put together the book, because as I started researching and as I started to understand some of the mechanics of how things work, I felt like it was important that many messages in the book get told. Right. Now, some of them are um, very straightforward and they'll, you know, hit you right between the eyes. Right. And, um, <laughs> not, your, not, the, not your normal divorce book here. No, this is not, not like every other divorce book that people have read or, you know, and it's not about the legal stuff. It's not about the, you know, what you should do, you know, with the house or the car or the kids or the whatever, you know, it's really more about emotionally and self self you know self-management how you can self-manage yourself and how you can maybe take some responsibility not only for the your choices but also you know and and, and, and you know having the person that you had that relationship with you know they have some responsibility for it a lot of times when we're hurt we we kind of blame everything on the other person and in most cases, that's not always, you know, in most cases, there's always two or three or four or five sides to the story, you know, depending on. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, I, I don't blame anything on anyone in the story. You will see that I took responsibility for myself because 
I believe that I did have choices and I still do have choices every single day that we are able to have this gift of being able to be alive one more day is another way to be able to make good choices. Now, you know, you can either look at your fate through the eyes of, you know, a victimized lens, or you can get up and look at life as it really is meant to be very beautiful, um, very positive, And it's a way of being able to show yourself that you can end up move for, moving forward under any circumstances whatsoever. I mean, one of the things after intention, right? I mean, you, you have to, like you say, you have to be clear about what you want. You have to decide what you don't. You know, most of us know what we don't want. We're not always very clear on what we do want. And so I think maybe that that was one of the things that you did, you know, I mean, you, you got to a point where you said, you know, I, I can't live like this anymore. And, you know, thought about what your choices would be, you know, A, B, C, D, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And then you made a choice and then you accepted the responsibility for that choice and moved forward, you know? Absolutely. Well, I mean, throughout the entire book, I tried to make the book as positive as divorce could possibly be right. without being, of course, ridiculous. Right. <laughs> um, but at the same token, I will say that I think that many of the times people want to wallow in their pity. And because of the fact that they're afraid to end up moving forward for fear of what tomorrow will bring, rather than looking at it and saying, this could be a very wonderful thing. Sadly, most of us live in fear. Right. And once that fear is taken away from you and you're able to use what I call your superpowers, where you will allow yourself to be vulnerable, where you will allow someone in your life to um, learn what trust is, where you can be courageous in making certain statements um, that's really and truly when you can move forward and begin to really experience what life is all about and how beautiful life can be. Um, you know, at the end of my story, um, I have a question to people, and I think that it's a very important question because all too often, um, many of the people that are divorced really don't feel like they have any self-worth, really have felt like they've been alone throughout this entire experience. And my question is, you don't know what you're made of until you are faced with letting go of someone you love. So tell me what that looks like, what you think about that, what you learned from that statement. And if you sit down and you're honest with yourself and see, that's another issue, unfortunately, all too often people are not honest with themselves. Yeah. They have this either fairy tale idea of what um, things should look like, either that or they are so demoralized that they don't have a self anymore, right. that there is nothing there for them to 
work on. And that's not true at all, because once you take away those scars from wherever it is that they are, and it could very well be that the reason why you divorced is from something that had happened in your childhood years back. Right. Yeah. Once you start to go through all of that, you find that there is a very beautiful place to be. And so that may have been a very long winded answer as to why I wrote the book. But as you see that there was a multitude of reasons in writing the book. It yeah. was for me. It was for them. And it's for anyone out there who is suffering, who is sitting there saying, you know, my gosh, my spouse left me or, you know, my spouse cheated or whatever be the case. The fact is, is that if you want to move forward from it, you can. Yeah, we think our, they think our, they, people think their life is over, but it's really not, you know, um, and, and we all have to grieve and we all have to grieve, you know, whether it's relationship or circumstances or homes or jobs or people especially obviously um but if we can go through that process and if you can learn the steps and you can learn some strategies for doing that and i think that's why i really uh, love your book is because it does do that i mean it gives them you know you share your story you share some other people's stories and these are real people yes they and they they say you know they 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 tell their stories they accept responsibility they, you know, they say they, you know, sometimes they made the best choice they could at the time. Sometimes they made a bad choice and now they have to live with those choices. Um, and, and we do, but then at some point they, you know, they got real with themselves, or they got help or they got a group or they got counseling or they got, you know, they, they understood that they needed help to get to the next level. And that's a hard thing too. That's hard for us a lot of times to get to the point where we say, I need help. But if you're listening and you're out there and you're, you know, you have a divorce in your past, you have a recent divorce, or maybe you have an imminent or imminent divorce, or maybe you're thinking about divorce yourself, um, you know, really get clear on what you want and what you don't want. And really, you know, then be honest with that person that you've had this relationship with, because as you say, you know, divorce is not necessarily a failure. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, what I call it is a love story that had an expiration date. Right. Right. Because none of us, you know, nobody goes into a relationship expecting the end of it. Most of us don't. I mean, yeah. I'm saying there aren't a few narcissists or there are not a few people that, you know, are, and there are people that are only interested in the dating game or in the upfront game and they're not in it for the long haul. But most people, average people living today they they don't get involved in a relationship you know with the expectation of it ending soon especially you know once you get maybe to a certain age or whatever and you're you know you're looking and you have the dream of family or settling down or finding a partner or being with someone that you can like you say that you can be yourself with and that you can trust and that you can share openly and honestly with and and so that's it, you know, so the first part of the book is the stories. The second part is a lot about love and relationships and like you yes. say, uh, uh, the regrets and stuff that sometimes people have. So um, and how not to have those uh, regrets. So I think that's a really important key thing. 
uh, for you to think about, you know, if, if you're in this struggle and you're in this situation, you know, think five years down the road, think 10 years down the road or 20 years, because, you know, we're living longer. I mean, what I saw the median age just recently, and then for men, it's like 78 and women, it's like 82 or something, you know? So, yes. you know, if you're 50 or 60 and you're divorced and your life's not over, you may live another 30 or 40 years, you know? Absolutely. I have plenty of friends in their 80s and 90s, you know, in their 70s and 80s and 90s that they are even living. I even have a client that's in his 90s, you know, that's, I've got two, uh, as a matter of fact. So, um, you know, life is not over until it's over. And so what would you, um, what would you recommend to people that are kind of in the struggle? What's the first step that you think that they might need to do besides buying the book? <laughs> Uh, well, I would say this, the very first thing that you need to do is find self-love. I find all too often that people do not end up understanding what self-love is. And in order for you to give love, you must be able to have it to give. And when you're coming out of a relationship, especially a relationship where it's been very hurtful, um, you are the one that was left behind um, and you were blindsided by all of this, it's very important for you to give yourself that time to love yourself. Um, and I did very small things that was very helpful. Right. And people think that they sound crazy, but, and, and even a little woo-woo, but the truth of the matter is, is that um, I did some very simple things for myself. Um, I meditated in the past, and so I continued to meditate, but I meditated for a longer period of time, and I meditated more, focused more on myself than I did on um, the world in general and um, certain things that I wanted in life. And so I think that that was very helpful to me. I would also um, speak to myself in the mirror. Right. Yeah. And I told myself what a wonderful human being I was. I told myself how important it was for me to end up being happy, that I was given this wonderful gift of life and that um, I had always been happy and I needed to continue to be happy regardless of what's going on. Because, you know, truth be told, Liz, your happiness is never going to come from without. Right. Your happiness has to come from within. Yeah. And if you're looking outside of yourself, um, you'll never find happiness. Right. Right. You know, I, I hear in my um, ear, uh, Dr. Wayne Dwyer speaking to me, and right. he has something that is so impactful. I, I've got to basically, uh, I'll try and regurgitate it as best as I possibly can. But what he says is, um, you're in the house and suddenly the lights go out in your home and you drop your keys, they're in the living room and you have 
no idea where your keys are, and there's no way you're going to be able to find them in the dark. You don't have a flashlight in your house, but you look outside and for some reason the street lights are on. Yeah. So you go outside and you start looking for your keys. And your next door neighbor comes over and says, <laughs> hey, Trish, what's going on? I said, well, I lost my keys. And we both start looking for the keys. And then he turns around to me and says, well, Trish, where do you think you lost the keys? I said, well, I lost them in my living room. <laughs> he says, well, why are we looking for the keys outside when you lost them in your living room? Well, it's the same thing, the very same thing that he was trying to explain to us, that we cannot look for something outside of ourselves. We can't look for self-love outside of ourselves. They have, it has to be internally in which for us to be able to then be able to give it to somebody. So the first thing that I did was I really spent a lot of time on myself. Um, I made arrangements for massages, for acupuncture. Um, I spent a lot of time. I, I have the benefit of having a very wonderful meditation room in the building that I'm in. And so I was down in the meditation room quite a bit. I was also down in the gym quite a bit. Right. And um, when I came up to do my writing, as I said, I felt like it was um, it was giving a piece of me that I really felt like I wanted to give to everyone because I know that my story is not so unique. I'm sure that I'm one of many women that have been in that situation. Maybe they don't want to come to terms with it, maybe they don't look at it the way I do. Now, I will tell you that many people have told me that I have a very different perspective than most, which is fine. I am not trying to push my perspective on anyone in the book. And right. I tell people in the book, as you very well know, that this is my truth. This is how I saw my relationship. This is how I experienced the love. If you felt differently about it, or even if you felt that it was laughable, okay, good. So you've got a good laugh from it. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm delighted. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that I think that you need to look at yourself and be honest with right. yourself and be honest with who you are and what you want. Right. And then from there, it's a great jumping off point because then you can really plan to live the rest of your life the way in which you want to. Right. And that was one right. of the regrets that many people had right. was the fact that they lived a life that was a lie basically lives. They right. lived a life for someone else. They lived a life because this is how they believed their mother-in-law wanted them to live or how their sister wanted them to live or you know, how their cousin was living. Right. They never led a life that was true to themselves. If there's one thing that I can honestly say about me, yeah, I am living my life true to me. Right, right. 
Yeah. And, you know, and there are, like you say, and there are years when we don't, maybe, you know, uh, you know, we don't, sometimes we do allow other people to influence the choices that we make, uh, whether that's consciously or unconsciously. And so a lot of times that happens. I mean, if you're listening and you're the person that walked away, that's okay too. Um, because if you were in a situation and you, you didn't have any joy and you didn't have any happiness and you couldn't see, you know, you, you just saw yourself dying on the vine or dying a little bit every day, um, you know, that's no way to live either. So, you know, it's not good for you. It's not good for other people. Um, a lot of times people are surprised. I know you've talked to hundreds of people over the years, the last few years. Um, men and women and, you know, and a lot of times people are surprised when something happens, but I think that's partly that we're wearing blinders. You know, we don't want to see, we don't want to rock the boat. Uh, mostly we don't want to be alone, whether you're a man or a woman. And I don't think it matters gender. I mean, maybe women, um, I think women feel like they're going to be alone more and talk about it more, but I think men have that same feeling. They just don't talk about it. Yes, but you're absolutely right. To be I, alone too, because they don't want to have to go through this whole dance of, you know, dating again or meeting somebody again or having a relationship again. Uh, you know, that's that's a scary prospect for any of us, no matter what our age or where we're at or where we come from. Um, so that's a thing. So where can people get the book? Let's do that. Let's, uh, let's take a little short break here and just talk about where they can get the book so they can buy the book on Amazon. Yes, you buy. can buy the book on Amazon and buy the book today because I would love to get to number one and yep. we are at number 10 right now. Yeah, so it's eight. not going. We're back at, we're up to eight. So we're moving on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so. so, but we'd like to get to number one. So oh, yeah. if um, you'd like to end up purchasing the book, the quickest way to end up doing it, and it's a very quick read in addition to it, is to purchase the ebook. Mm -hmm. And um, if you feel that you'd like to have that book in your hand, of course, you can do that as well. It's in a paperback version also. Wow. And uh, Amazon.com, all you need to do is put in The Great Divorce Revolution, or you can put my name. It's Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A, Shimoni, S-C-I-M-O-N-E. And the book will pop up whether you put my name in or whether you put the uh, title of the book. Okay, great. Yeah, so that's great. So that's uh, Amazon.com, also Barnes & Noble, also your local retail outlets. Obviously, you paid retail price for that. Special deal going on for a little bit here through the holidays. And uh, so uh, check that out on Amazon. And, uh, and that's great. So it's The Great Divorce. It's Trisha Shimoni. And uh, you can find that there. If you're on uh, social media, you can look up author Trisha Shimoni or Great Divorce. And you can find that on Facebook. And uh, we'll have Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, we'll, Trisha will be having her podcast coming up. And so you'll be able to uh, find her that way. And most of the time, you'll just be able to you know, just search. If you just search on Google, a lot of those things, all of those things are going to come up for you too. So and by the way, if you have any questions whatsoever, or if you have a story that you would like to share, 
Um, you can send your story in to trishashimoni at gmail.com. And also, if you would like to set up an appointment to uh, have me speak, you can also call me at 813-918-3205. Okay, great. So yeah, so Trisha comes out, she speaks to women's groups, to church groups, to uh, divorce groups, uh, to, you know, to um, obviously, uh, you know, mental health, uh, law enforcement, uh, anybody dealing with mental health kind of issues, because obviously a lot of time there is a lot of emotion uh, to divorce. Um, sometimes it's, um, you know, sometimes it's acrimonious, sometimes it's not. Um, but whatever situation you're facing, what we want you to know is that you're not alone. And, um, and, it, and the other thing, if you've got a creative passion, follow that creative passion. As you can hear, Trisha has a creative passion for helping other people. Um, the subject just happens to be divorce because she experienced divorce after 20 years herself. She had to take a hard look at her life and decide if she wanted to live the rest of her life like this or differently. And we all have to make those choices. So um, if you're struggling, if you're in pain, you're having the hard times, uh, obviously find a group, find some support. I mean, we're here to support you. We're here to support you in your creative expression. Trisha's here to support you and building a new life, uh, maybe even a new relationships. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, not only do you have the stories, but I think this book is you're really going to want the paperback because this is going to be a resource guide. So tell the listeners a little bit, Tricia, about the second, third part of the book, which is more um, what to do once you've decided that you want to move forward with your life. Yes, um, and that is a very wonderful piece of the book also. So I do have some resources and some suggestions. And once again, I will say this, um, much of the book are my suggestions and my perceptions. So there are um, areas of the country where you can move to, where there are quite a number of seniors and quite a number of seniors on dating sites. And the towns and even cities are set up to actually accommodate um, senior singles. So there's much to do. There's golfing and all sorts of parks, wonderful activities. So if you do plan on making a move, there are places that you can move to where you will be very comfortable in your surroundings, even though you may not know a soul. Um, there are also suggestions on how to write a professional um, dating uh, profile if you decide that you want to get on a um, dating app, and there are quite a number of them out there. There are uh, more than a few of them that are actually geared towards seniors. And so it'll give you a um, very straightforward look as to what you can do and how you can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also lots of do's and don'ts because the world unfortunately has changed possibly since you were dating the last time. <laughs> And so, and so there are um, cautionary things as well. So that way you don't get caught up in a scam. 
And um, unfortunately, there are people out there, scammers, that are very much looking for someone who is um, lonely, who is desperate. And um, we, of course, explain to you the kinds of things that they do to get your heart and your head. And unfortunately, after that, your bank account. <laughs> wallet, yeah, and your wallet, too. Uh, but not least, and most importantly to them, your wallet. Yeah. So, exactly yeah so it's really, it's really important that you do some of the upfront work that you think about you know one we want you to know you're not alone there are other people who have been through the situation and you can get to the other side of this you can build a new life you can build your best life you can find love again if you want to do that um, maybe you're maybe it's too close. Maybe you don't want to have another relationship, but you can still build your best life and you can still enjoy life and you can do those things that maybe you hadn't been able to do for years. Or maybe you had a dream, you know, when you were younger that you something you wanted to do, whether that was to travel or whether that was to write or maybe it was to do art or paint or whatever that might be, you know, it may be gardening, it may be going back and getting, you know, education, it may, maybe you gave up, you know, your dream of going to college or learn some kind of learning. And, um, you know, there's nothing today that you can't go and learn about and learn how to do if you want to. So sit down and spend a little time writing down what you're passionate about, or if you could do anything you wanted to do, what would it be? If you could live anywhere you wanted to live, where would you live? Now, obviously, sometimes they're financial things, and we, we don't talk a lot about that, or Tricia doesn't address that a lot in the book, but women obviously are, you know, a little more at risk financially in most cases when there's a divorce after 20 or 30 years, because many times they've not been working, or they've been taking care of kids, or they've been taking care of parents, or whatever that happens to be, elderly parents. Uh, or maybe, like you say, even siblings that have some kind of issue, um, you know, so you do have to think those things through. But if you can take a little time for yourself and kind of try to clear your mind, kind of set the pain away for just a day um, and, and dream, dream again about what you would like to do. And then uh, read Trisha's book, finally get this book, whether you get the ebook or the paperback, you go to Amazon and get that. Um, and then there's some additional stuff, Trisha, what do you, you know, that you recommend things like meditation? Yes. Well, I, I do want to address something before we go on to something else. I'll be happy to. I want the readers, the, the listeners to understand that, you know, 66% of the women are initiating these divorces. So the fact is, is that yes, of course, there are women out there that maybe haven't had a job or just a simple part-time job. And that would certainly not be able to allow them to live a very comfortable life. But the fact is, is that there are many women out there that can live a very comfortable life because of the fact that they've had a good job for all of these years and they don't need a man in their life. And this is the beauty of this, you know, for, for men also, and if there are men out there listening to this, truth be told is that 
it's a wonderful position for a man and of course a woman to be in when your significant other, your new spouse, your life partner, whatever it is that you are interested in having can say to you, I want you, I don't need you. Right. It puts them in a very wonderful position and it's great that the person realizes that you want them. You want them for who they are. You want them for, you know, what they can do for you emotionally, not that you need them financially or that you need them in another aspect. Right. You know, it, it's a whole different footing when you can have that type of relationship and the man realizes that you want him for who he is. Right, right. So, okay. And especially, now, now that I've gone off into my little tangent. <laughs> and especially today, and you're absolutely right. That's it. And I, I think, you know, I think what's maybe harder, um, the hardest thing, even for people that aren't, like you say, divorcing, you know, is losing your home. You know, I think that's almost as much traumatic for maybe women and maybe men as, you know, as anything else is that, you know, you've created this space that you, you know, you thought was a safe place and a, and a home and a this, you raise your kids, you've lived there yourself for so many years. And then, you know, when, when the split comes, you know, the, you have to divvy those things up or you maybe have to give that up and go find something else. And, and just change in general for any of us is hard. And so, um, especially yeah. men they have a much more difficult time than a female does. It's just statistically, that's how it is. I'm not finger pointing, but right. men have a harder time with change than women do. And that's one of the reasons why truthfully, men will stay in a marriage, even if it's not the best marriage, even if they're, they're not getting enough out of the marriage, they'll stay there anyway, just because change is too hard, just right. because they, are okay with the status quo. Right. Whereas a woman is not at all happy about the status quo and that she will see and feel and do something about making changes when that marriage isn't satisfying any longer. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the other resources in the book. We talked a little bit about the dating. We talked about some of the locations and places. Uh, some of the other things are around meditation and mindset. Um, some is around uh, uh, you know zodiac signs and kind of you know if you know your zodiac sign and um, that's one of your things and you'll find some interesting things there. Some numerology. Absolutely. All of those things that, you know, many people feel once again, that, you know, when I start to speak of things like that, they consider that woo-woo and they put that in that category. But there are many people who have a belief in that. And numerology and astrology is important to a lot of people. I know people that they don't use it as a Bible, of course, and neither do I. But I do get up in the mornings and at some time during the course of the day, I might glance at what my um, horoscope is. Yeah. Yeah what my horoscope is that day. Um, when I am on a, a dating app, if I see a man who um, was born under the sign of a cancer, 
cancer men and I just click, we do. There's no question about it. And so the fact is, is that I may look at him a little bit differently and I may not have looked at him at first and maybe I was even gonna swipe left. Right. But once I saw that he was a cancer, I'm like, huh, let me take a second look at this and see if there's something else out there that might be of interest to me. Right. So things like that could make a difference because in my book, as I said, you know, even though the package doesn't look like you might have liked it to look like, there might be so many other things that this person has and the Zodiac might be one of them. So um, you may wanna look at things like that a little differently. And there are some men who not only put their um, signs in, they also put their number in and, um, I think that those are important things to take a peek at. And if they're not important, maybe you're just curious about them and nothing more than that. Right, right. Then that's it. And then there are some chapters we didn't talk about, but there's some things, there's chapters about what men look for and what men need and what women, men like to see um, from women. And then there's some things, you know, because we're different. Men and women are different. And then there's some things that women are looking for, things that um, but a, a lot of times we maybe do get caught up, like you say, in that fairy tale and that imaginary thing of who we've got in our mind. Yes. That we'd uh -huh. like to meet. And maybe just because, you know, whether that's a, a previous, you know, boyfriend that got away, whether that's, you know, maybe our dad that we, you know, we had a great relationship with and we're, we're looking for somebody like that. I mean, we just have these unconscious things in our brain. Yes. We, well, I will. We got to give it a check. We got to say, wait a minute, you know, uh, let me take, you know, let me take a second look, like you say, uh, whether that's friends introducing you to somebody. And, and if you're too afraid, you know, if it's too soon, we're not saying jump out there immediately if you feel uncomfortable. If you feel uncomfortable going out alone or going out with somebody you've never met before, go out with a group. Absolutely. Friends, go to find a group at church. I mean, just like we're talking about the astrology, we're also getting up in the morning and praying and meditating or doing yoga or exercising or, or eating right and, and getting physically fit and uh, feeling better, you know, all of that sleeping more, you know, all of those things are important for self-care and self-help, you know? Absolutely. You know, I didn't really um, put very much stock into uh, sleeping, but um, I've changed my sleep habits now and I actually, you know, feel better because my sleep habits were very poor before. And, and I will also mention one thing that um, I, I haven't shared this with anyone, so you'll be the first. <laughs> hey, listen up. I listen carefully, readers. <laughs> so um, my look has always been, do you know there's a commercial and he um, advertises Patron? Oh, uh-huh. Right. Have you ever? Okay. Yes, sure, of course. Do you have, do you have that man I have in that your mind? picture in my mind. Yes, I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Yes, we that all. That yeah. is the kind of man I have always looked for. And right. I will tell you that I fell head over heels in love with this man who looks nothing like Mr. Patron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
And I don't even know if honestly you lined him up with a number of other men that any of my friends and family would have even picked him out in a lineup. Right. That's one of the reasons why I say to you, you know, don't look at the box so much. I, I didn't, not that he's a bad looking man, but I didn't fall in love with his looks. I fell in love with his smile. I fell in love with his laughter. I fell in love with so many wonderful other things about him that had I just looked at his looks and we had never made any arrangements from there, I would have missed out on what I believe was the best part of my life. And so I urge people, I urge everyone, whether you're a man or you're a woman, you know, because we all have these ideas of what our special guy is supposed to look like or our special gal is supposed to look like. The fact is, is that you need to just see a person for who they are, this whole person, not just the looks. Because of course the looks are, you know, everyone talks about chemistry and this chemistry and, you know, oh, we have to have chemistry. But they're basing the chemistry solely on looks when you first meet someone. And unfortunately, I think what we need to do is, and I hate to say this, we almost need to be deaf, dumb, and blind, because if we were deaf, dumb, and blind, do you know how many people would be in the world for us? Do you know how many people we would be able to have wonderful relationships with just because we were being foolish about one of those things? And, you know, I would have to say that the What I learned most about writing the book was I really thought I knew what love was. I really thought I knew how to give love. But when I really learned what love honestly is, it's much more intense than I ever believed it to be. It's much more beautiful. Honestly, it's a feeling that a lot of people believe is a fairy tale, but it's real. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, there's so much in the book that if you just read the book and you don't read into all of the other things that are there, because there's some paragraphs that are very esoteric, And you may want to read some of the paragraphs the second and third time just to be able to grasp everything that was being said in those paragraphs here and there because I I wanted to make them as clear as I could, but I knew that there were some paragraphs that were just not going to be, not as clear, but most of the things I write, as you very well know, Liz, I hit people over the head with my words. All right. There are um, some paragraphs. Yeah, there are passages that you got to think about. You know, there are things that you, you know, that you have to think about, whether that's in the the sections on love, whether that's on the sections of regret, 
whether that's on the sections of even just meditation and breathing and and uh, being glad to be alive, you know, whatever that happens to be, you know, we, we do, you know, sometimes we take a lot of things for granted and we really don't think things through. I think that's the one thing that came through for the book in the book for me was, you know, our choices, we, we make choices too, um, too quickly. You know, maybe we need to take a step back and really think about choices. What think about, like you say, where what kind of work do we want to do? What kind of influence do we want to be? What kind of friend do we want to be? What kind of lover do we want to be? What kind of, you know, aunt or or or, or brother or sister or you know or niece or nephew, whatever it might be. You know, we all have these different roles that we play. Yes. So we need to, you know, we, we need to be honest and truthful at our core. We need to, uh, we need to figure out who we are and what we want to do and, and what makes us happy and, uh, and what activities we want to engage in. And luckily, uh, you know, from a good point or a bad point, whatever you think, divorce gives you that opportunity to reinvent yourself. Yes, it does. Either reinvent yourself or bring back who you were that you somehow or another lost during that along the way, however long that was 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Unfortunately, it takes time. And over time, they, you know, it picks at you. Um, But I think also um, one of the things that are really important about the book is um, the end of the book. The end of the book, I talk about seven steps to healing a broken heart. And uh, it's a seven week program. It's done over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to start mid January. And um, you must like my perspective. You must be able to want to move forward. You must be able to um, want to grasp. Um, what needs to be done and this is work and so we're going to work for seven weeks to make sure that when you end that seven week period of time that you are on the road to either being happily single or a way of making you um, find a good path for yourself and living your best life now because that's what it's all about. I mean, living in the moment, understanding that today you have a gift and that you can do something very wonderful with your gift, or you could sit and wallow in it. Um, I never chose to do that. And I'm hoping that I can encourage everyone that comes with me on this journey to do the same thing. Right. Pick yeah. yourself up from your bootstraps and learn to love in the way that you feel that you can. And even if it's loving yourself and no one else. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's great. So, so we're talking with uh, Trisha Shimoni and the Great Divorce Revolution. Um, how any number, a uh, large number of people uh, divorcing uh, after 20, 30 years um, uh, in their 50s, 60s, 70s even, 
Um, so uh, if you're in that situation, if you're in that struggle, if you're still struggling with a divorce from the past that you haven't been able to let go of, you want to get this book and this maybe to look at a different perspective. Um, if you're uh, in the middle of a divorce, you know, here's uh, maybe a more compassionate way to look at some things and, um, you know, to really consider the choices and, and take some responsibility for your peace uh, in this situation, in this relationship, because any relationship um, involves two people and not just one person. And, um, and we can't lay it all on one person. We have to take responsibility for ourselves at some point. And thirdly, if you're, um, you know, um, moving on and you've been able to kind of let go, but you're kind of afraid to step back out there and get back out in the world again, know that you're not alone, that other people have done this. Other people have done this successfully, either to get into new relationships or new marriages and even just new lives. If you decide not to go that route, maybe you're not ready for another relationship yet. Maybe you never will be. Um, but that's okay too. So uh, no judgment here. This is just uh, some facts and thoughts and perspectives from Trisha Shimoni. And so you can go to amazon.com. The book is The Great Divorce Revolution. Um, I will be putting this in the show notes. So you can always come back to the show notes and click on the link there. Um, Trisha, if you had one last thing that you wanted to leave our um, listeners with, what would that be? Uh, once again, Wayne Dreyer and I have a fabulous relationship with one another. He says, don't die with the music still left inside of you. Yeah, right. right. Please don't die with the music still left inside. Great, great. Well, I, I think that's the, the note to uh, finish on. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. I know you did. I hope you'll come back next week. So I'm Liz Lawless, the host of Creative Passions Results Podcast. We've been talking today about publishing passion and about purpose passion. Um, Trisha really has a heart for those of you who are ex uh, experiencing either past, recent, or imminent divorce. Um, if you have questions and you want to get in touch with her, you can get in touch at trishashimoni at gmail.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-S-C-I-M-O-N-E at gmail.com. Um, you also can go to thegraydivorcerevolution.com or authortrishashimoni.com. She also has a Facebook following and she'll have a Twitter accounts and Instagram. And then she's also starting a new podcast. So her podcast will be on Tuesday evenings that's right tell us a little bit about that trisha and then we'll finish up with that tuesday evenings at seven o'clock um i am going to be on clubhouse every week and after clubhouse they'll be put on um as the podcast that very night okay great so you can find trisha on clubhouse and now you just look for her under her name or it's gray divorce or is it going to be the gray divorce club or gray divorce resolution um, it's under right now, uh, Trisha Shimoni. Okay. And then um, every week we're going to be putting up a different um, chapter or situation or some such thing. So every week it'll be a very different subject. And um, I invite everyone to come and chat with us. 
That'll be great. Yeah, you can come. And with Clubhouse, it's basically an audio social media. So you can get on, you can raise your hand, you can ask questions, you can have conversation. Uh, and then those conversations will be taken and put into a, a regular podcast that will be available uh, on platforms across the thing, Shopify, iTunes, uh, there are any number of platforms. And uh, once those go out, um, you can just search your podcast, uh, go to your favorite podcast channel and type in Trisha Shimoni, again, T-R-I-C-I-A-S-C-I-M-O-N-E. Well, Trisha, thanks so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it so much. I think this is a, uh, a very necessary conversation that people need to have. I think uh, it's a wonderful resource, your book, and I appreciate that you're willing to put yourself out there. Um, and be vulnerable and, and share honestly the good things, the bad things, um, and to let people know that they're not alone. So if you're feeling alone, you're not alone. We're here to support you. Um, our show here, Creative Passions Results, if you have a creative passion, whether that's publishing, performing, professional, or purpose, come here each week and hear these great stories from people like Tricia, other authors, business people, entrepreneurs, uh, people pursuing their passion, whether that's environmental or youth or veterans, whatever that might be, you can hear those success stories here. And if they can do it, then you can do it too. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm your host, Liz Lawless for Creative Passions Results. Bye-bye. Thank you, Liz. Bye now.